Okay, ramblers, let's get rambling. Now where it is now, everybody wants a piece of the market. <laughs> oh my God, that is funny! I don't remember asking you a thing. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you? With all due respect, what the f*** are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? What the f*** is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's wrong. You represent the idiocy of today. I did not know that. English motherfucker, do you speak it? Are you listening to me? How's my shit together? Is my shit together? Nice personality combination. Hostile and intolerant. So that's that's it then. No one else really knows anything. Hello, everybody. Stacy Jackson. Time out. Break Baptist in studio at Burn on the board. SP futures up 1750. NASA futures up 115. So we're uh, going to continue this rally that's been incredible the last couple of weeks, especially since it's happening. These interest rates are going up, which is a little unusual. Um, Greg, I guess it can happen, but it is a little unusual. Uh, matter of fact, it can happen and it is happening. So it's not like it, uh, um, you know, it's not happening right in front of our very eyes, but it's, it doesn't seem like we have concerns on value or anything like that these days but maybe maybe we're going to grow a bigger into bigger opportunity the spread is widening as we speak yeah it's uh it's uh, kind of going the the way that a lot of people maybe wouldn't uh, guess but you know um greg you've been uh with us now in the air and, and doing some stuff with us uh, for a while uh don't you think it's time that people maybe took a look at their portfolio and said is this year really going to be the same, or is there any risk here, or what's going on? I, I get this feeling just by talking to people just everywhere that a real lot of people <laughs> need uh, maybe to take a look at their stuff, and should they be rebalancing? Are they too concentrated? Are they not too concentrated? Are they looking for a lit? It's really hard to make the move into a little bit of fixed income when the market goes up a percent a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got money coming in, or you've got... Uh You've got concentration issues. You know, it's an, it's at least fun for me to look at kind of the the market every couple of weeks or for for me, you know, every week, and say, you know, what do I really think here, and where is the best place to park some new money? And if you've got a lot of risk in one um, call it sector or one concentration, then you got to take a look at what you've made over the course of say. I do it weekly. A lot of people do it monthly or yearly. But you, you take a look at, okay, well, we're up 20%. <laughs> uh, what do I do with some of that money? And a lot of times uh, there there are good opportunities in places that haven't gone up as much. So maybe you, know, you take some of that new money and or uh, some of the money that's <laughs> that's come in. You know, it's, I'd say this was kind of a surprise. So, yeah. you know, it's a nice surprise. And if you've made 15 or 20% over the course of a year, um, you know, it, it would be in the same way that you got into these trades. But now it's become be people, at, people expect it, which is, which is kind, of, kind of bizarre. But, uh, yeah. But so I mean, the question the is, where is your next 15% going to come from? Yeah. So whether it be you, you don't have to touch your current portfolio but you, you definitely with the new money you might not like the prices of of now as much as last year so you know where is that cash going is the real question that you got to reassess for your individual situation well it's uh you know i obviously have watched this as a 
you know, pretty much majority owner of a brokerage firm for a long time. And for those that don't know, uh, PTI Securities also has a investment advisor firm that's wholly owned now as well, Wall Street Advisor, and have had for a while. Um, and the, you know, the trend has been for most people, you know, I, I either have a money manager that gets gets me basically all along someplace, and spreads me out as much as they possibly can in proprietary stuff, <coughs> which makes it very difficult for somebody to leave if they want to. I mean, we're getting pretty good at making things sticky for people. Uh, the idea of having a, a broker you can talk to <coughs> or a money manager you can talk to is has been, uh, no, nobody wants that, or nobody felt they need, feels they need that. And you really have to wonder um, if that's really the spot you want to be right now. I mean, uh, I don't uh, ever give investment advice on the air, but I will say this. Uh, a lot of people right now, I think, maybe they don't think they do, but maybe, and some people do and just don't know where to go. They probably now is maybe the time. Well, you're limited. You're not. You're not allowed to say certain stuff. On right. I am. <laughs> I'm. I am well, what I'm limited, saying is, so. in terms of, of do you need your portfolio at a place where if you need help, you can get it. Um, and I think the answer to that for a lot of people is probably yes. Now, that would have saved me a lot of, a lot of cash uh, over the, <laughs> over if I answered that question more thoroughly and mapped out those mechanics over the past, I don't know, 10, 10 or 15 years, that would have saved me a lot of time and energy. And well, I mean, we, I mean, obviously PTI is a small firm, um, but we are capable now of uh, maybe getting a little bigger. We have a couple of people we have eyeing if we want to expand. Um, are we able to take two or three new serious clients a week? Probably. Probably not 10, but uh, nor do we really want 10. It takes a while to uh, get accustomed with somebody, get what they want to do. But the idea is, is if, if all of a sudden you say, you know, I just I just don't like this. I need to hedge a, bit, a little bit. Or maybe I just, man, oh, man, my <laughs> my dad left me 30,000 shares of NVIDIA. I think maybe it's, it's to the point where we don't want 30,000, maybe a little less. Some point somewhere, you need somebody to talk to. And everybody's got this kind of ego thing going where, I don't need anybody, or my guy's been good for me. What has he really done for it? Well, he puts me in the same stuff he does everybody else. <coughs> and the market's been going up, so he's a, he's a hero. Yeah, maybe. Uh, <coughs> maybe the market's a hero. But maybe you need uh, somebody. There are people that we have at PTI that are totally in the protected program, um, that we do all their trades for them. We have people that have all their own stock here that we don't even – they just – Whatever stock they're in, they're in. They know that if they have to, they can call up and, and talk to somebody and say, I feel the market's maybe going too high or I want to shift a little bit to um, fixed income. Most most people don't have anybody that can call and do that. And I, for a long period of time, it's not something anybody felt they needed. But all I can, my only piece of investment advice I can give, Greg, is you can't trade last year or last week's or yesterday's market. That much I know. you got to trade the market going forward. And the thing that strikes me is the world has gotten, this, you know, most people probably don't know this. It used to be if somebody came to PTI. Even if you want to trade Bitcoin futures. Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> you uh, still uh, got to. I'm not so sure we're up for that. But, <laughs> but I mean, it, it, it used to be that if somebody came, this 15 years ago, came to PTI and you said, uh, gee, I want to open up an account. If you told us that at 11, the account's open by 1. And if you send an ACADS transfer to wherever you are, 
the money's here in three, four days. Well, now, that's not happening. <laughs> everybody has to investigate everybody. It's probably a week to open up an account. And every firm now has gotten so sticky about giving up your money. It's, it's almost, I mean, you wonder how the SEC puts up with it, but they do. And if you, everything's rejected. I mean, it probably could take us two, three weeks to get somebody's money over here in a system that's supposed to be foolproof. And that's fast. Yeah, they, they, well, they just they reject. We reject. Or, gee, you're an XYZ firm. You didn't realize, but now you're in a proprietary fund, and you can only get out of that one somewhat. It is, it is real hard. And I, and I say this from experience. I don't really say anything that uh, I haven't seen when the 2000 stuff happened. And we were doing, um, I think Jan and I were on the score or something. I don't know. I think so. And uh, we were, I had two or three people show up. One was incredible. The guy shows up, and he's got an account, I think, was that one of the online firms? I don't know if I'm not going to say which one. Greg, the guy had about 25 live positions. When I say live, short puts or or or, uh, or something, long stock and whatever. And, he, and the thing, the market's going down heavy. And uh, the guy says, you, you got to help me. And I said, you know, I I had, uh, we had more people at the time. But I said, you know, I have to, you have more live positions than I used to have those that don't know my history, I used to trade the OEX bit. And we used to do spreads in virtually every stock around the floor. Not every, but every one we saw something good in. So, great, we would have 40 positions outside the OEX that I was trading myself. And we had three people. And when I say you had 40 positions, maybe at any expiration, 10 or 12 were live. When I say live, you know, below the market, your bid for stock, above the above the, the strike or you're selling stock or maybe back and forth and it took two or three really serious people to manage that we probably had 15 20 yeah, stock orders the, in the second. cleanup is always harder than the oh, yeah. <laughs> getting in well you can it's imagine. easy to click the button yeah you can imagine we probably had 15 20 stock orders in at any second on uh, an expiration I've, credit unfortunately i've been in that situation yeah. a bunch too where where other people's positions have kind of been dumped on you oh yeah and you have to manage to do with what you can with the position that's oftentimes you know not going your way or whatever but if you've got if you've got a certain risk profile that you're comfortable with and all of a sudden you're outside of that risk profile you have some decisions to make and you usually need to make them um, quickly and decisively and if you don't that usually means you know more bleeding more and or uh, <laughs> yeah it's well this this dude comes in he somehow he, well, he gets up here he lets me know you know no problem with that. Shows me his positions. I'm going, you have more live positions than I used to have when I was on a training floor. But Fortunately, now, I mean, we can look at we can look at uh, a few stats that call it interactive brokers or something throws up, and and we can judge those and offset and hedge fairly quickly with call it index futures. But but uh, it's it's you can <laughs> do you can do. Gross stuff. When I say gross stuff, yeah. If you've got it, I mean, you, I mean, you and I are capable. I mean, uh, well, I mean, you're you're getting more capable. You sit there, and go, okay. You got a million dollar account. If we're going to hedge this to the downside, we need X number of cues or X number of of spiders. Yeah. But if if you've got eighty percent of your dough in Nvidia, and it's going from six hundred to three hundred, which I'm not predicting, by the way. Well, that, we're not helping you, really, are we? Right. There's probably you know a. a small window that you have where you can figure out okay what's better you know doing the index futures we could do puts because uh 
sell call spreads, buy put spread. There's there's a whole bunch of things that uh, you can do to clean up a bad position, but you really need to know and have done it before, or else you might end up hurting yourself more than than helping, which is part of the part of the game, you know, the process. But you know what happens is learning that with with your main portfolio is not something you want to do because that's too much risk you know, you'd, you'd rather learn and and watch first maybe than than trading a million well, dollar so this guy five million dollar account on <laughs> well this thing gets better with this guy he says to me uh so what do you think i said you know I'll be honest with you the market was way down it's like noon i said i think you're debit right now i said i i really I wish you'd have called me a month ago because I could have had one of my guys help you, but I, I, I'd have, I have to give up every one of my, my clients and put my two best people on this just to try and save your ass, basically. And he says, well, it gets worse. I go, how can it get any worse? I, I, my wife and I just bought a gazillion-dollar condo on Michigan Avenue. i got to give him a million dollars like four days from now, and I go, good luck with that, buddy. But, I mean, I, I felt horrible. Not being, but you know what? It, it, you know, you, you wait all the time to... People keep telling you the storm's coming, and you wait till the last second to buy a snow shovel. You're probably out, right? If it's your first time, or not your first, but if you're interested in trading actively, and you haven't dealt with with situations like twenty and thirty percent declines, that's it, you need to have the roadmap and or somebody who's been there before, or else you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. So get a load of this, as if things. Can't get much worse on a Sunday night. I go to my, my brother's, of course, he has a great dinner. Uh, see my little uh, grandnieces or wherever the hell they are. Uh, they're a riot. The little one in like six weeks has gone from not even really being able to walk now racing around carrying stuff. <laughs> Boy, they, once they get the hang of it, they get pretty good at it, don't they? And uh, So I'm coming home last night along 99th Street. I get to the rock. I see, I get to Western, and I see this Evergreen Park cop. All of a sudden, flying into Chicago with the gumballs blaring, right? I'm going, something's got to be up if that guy's doing something. I get to 99th of Vincennes. There's about eight fire trucks. I don't know how many squad cars. There's a million guys standing out on the tracks doing God knows what. But uh, standing there, and I see the train about two blocks down, and I go, this doesn't look so hot. <laughs> All of a sudden, I hear, I hear on the radio, and it's, yeah, somebody whacked into a pedestrian at had to be a suicide. There's no station or anything there. Why do people feel they got to walk in front of a train to kill themselves? What is what is the deal with that? Um, I actually know somebody from Notre Dame who did that. But uh, what is it? So mm. that kind of sucked on the way home. Um, Definitely. So I, I listened to some guys yesterday. I made a mistake of turning in the score, uh, and they got this guy in there yesterday. This sounds like something you might do, Greg. You were, you were Matt. You guys like this the stats stuff. <laughs> the guy's talking about the Saturday night games, right? And, you know, I, I watched a lot of most of them, or both of them. And I thought, you know, Brock Purdy had a pretty good game. <laughs> Not according to this guy. He was terrible. So get, there's a website out there. because I can't wait for the site to come out with their rating. And I forgot the name of the site, but it was you can probably find it. Um, they grade everything, every play the quarterback does as if uh, it's actually totally on him. So if somebody drops an interception, they count it as an interception. And if one of his guys drops a pass, they count it as a completed pass. So they rate people based on, on all that stuff. So the, the, the equivalent in baseball would be if you threw one down the middle and the guy f- fouled it off, well, that would be a hit. And if, and if you pitched one six inches outside and the guy somehow 
oofs it out to the right field, well, that would be considered a strike. How, how, how do, why would somebody waste their time doing that, necessarily? I mean, do people have no job or what? Oh, I mean, they're trying to create, at least Amazon is trying to create a whole new side of the NFL with their analytics. Uh, if you follow the, what's it called, the next-gen stats, those are, those are they're throwing up tweets throughout the game. They're throwing up tweets after the game just with, with stats about pressure, with stats about uh, what they really need statistically, I guess, in order to be, or what's worked in the past, so... So a guy like me who just would show up for like a softball or basketball game and say something like, well, why don't we stop talking, lace them up, and go play? That's what we're here for. I'm not popular anymore? Uh, I think you'd be more popular. Um, on, on those, who, those who can't play stat or what? Well, for example, it, some one of the tweets that went out um, during the Bills game, or maybe just a little bit after, said the the Bills used six-plus offensive linemen on 21 plays in the divisional round, which was a very high rate uh, in the season. It was like 27%. And they're saying they ran 18 times for 64 yards with a 60% success rate. And then they showed a bunch of uh, green and yellow lines on which plays worked and which plays didn't. So it was like a spaghetti chart. I don't know if you've seen like the hurricane charts. But they did the same thing with on the football field with you know, who ran where. A lot of times the plays that work worked. are because of the plays that didn't work. Maybe you know you got to fake you got to fake something sometimes. So it's, uh, throwing out dummy dummy plays and decoys is a huge part. So, so of what it. exactly do I do with this information? It's fun to look at during during the uh, during the game. Okay. Because then you can you know play armchair quarterback. Ah. Um, okay then. You ever thought about playing armchair quarterback, Chief? Uh, that's a, that's my grandmother used to say. What are you, an armchair quarterback? Why don't you go outside and play yourself? Yeah. See, she, she she was not big on standing there watching games. You're supposed to play. That's uh. No, my my grandma had a saying about uh, uh football. She said, 50 years I've been watching this, and still I have no idea what's going on." Nor does she care. <laughs> no, not at all. I remember one, one guy had a <coughs> he, he managed to find some. Very attractive young lady for homecoming. So they went to the football game the next day. And all of a sudden, everybody starts cheering. She starts cheering on a first down. And she goes, by the way, did we just score a touchdown? No, no, it was just a first down. Okay. So how do you think Taylor Swift's So going? you look at Next Gen Stats. It's at Next Gen Stats at Twitter. And um, the Chiefs use multiple TE personnel, you know, tight end personnel groupings, on 61.9% of plays in the first half. Their highest rate in a game since 2018 they passed on 9 of 13 of plays with multiple tight ends on the field, gaining 107 yards, which means 11.9 yards per play. So when they're setting up with multiple tight ends and they're looking to pass, they average about 12 yards per play. So being the good armchair quarterback, you'd say, all right, next third down or something, we're in trouble. we gotta, we got to play to our strengths. Okay, but here's, here's the issue with that for somebody... Um, first of all, you have to have multiple tight ends that are good. Well, they do. Okay, you do. Yeah. You also have to have an offensive line where the multiple the tight ends are all they're all they're concerned about is blocking people, like on the Bears and some other teams. You can't you can't throw to your tight end if he's helping the tackle out because the tackle can't block, right? Yeah, the matchups are are dictate what plays usually. And if they still the, had the, the kid that went to audible to, or if they if they still had the kid who went to. Uh, Tampa Bay, 
Would they ever use multiple tight ends if he was there? Yeah, it depends a lot. Um, one matchup that, that uh, again, the Amazon, the next-gen stats was, were looking at were Mike Evans and how good he was against Cameron Sutton. And so they pulled back and they looked on 32 of 40 routes. Um, it was five receptions for 100 yards on eight targets. So, you know, the Evans-Sutton matchup was a good one. So that's that's one they probably they look to take advantage of. So The only thing I, I, about the stat stuff. The teams know that. It's, I know, but the only thing I, I could say about the stat stuff, I, I could... I can, give, I can give football advice, can I? Even though I can't give investment advice on the air? Yeah. I mean, I can do that. Since I'm surely not registered as a football guy. Um, the, the thing you can't do, Greg, about this is you, when you have an individual team and you see what works, and you have Kelsey and another guy who's pretty darn good, the Bears actually have two good tight ends. So they could do something like this if they weren't always blocking. Um uh, you do that, you can't just say that if the other team does that, the other team could have a totally different personnel package. But if they got some slot receiver that's faster than hell, you're sure not going to pull him off the field for a second tight end, are you? I really think that people spend more time thinking about the NFL than they do their trading. But uh, well, that's, that's true. and it's uh, Well, some people do, if you're, if you're betting on it. So my nephew was telling me there's a couple of his two buddies that play softball with us. Uh, well, when I was still playing. Hopefully this year I'll be playing. Uh one of them had a bet that uh, he claims he got a good line and less than three TD passes, Mahomes and uh, the other guy combined. Uh, he must have lost that bet, didn't he? They had more than three, didn't they? This thing? More? Well, Kelsey had one at least, and the other yeah. guy had one. Yeah. I think they had three. I don't, I'm not sure. But uh, but there was a, one of my guys used to trade for, well, trade for me and a good friend was a basketball star at uh, DePaul. And uh, so he goes to this, I've probably told this before, he went to this camp somewhere before there were camps because the guy's, yeah, the guy would be, I don't know old now because he's a lot older than me. Um, unfortunately, he died early of a heart attack. But he he went to this camp and there's some guys out there with a million X's and O's. Some other dude from Arkansas, his coach comes up, boys, let me tell you, and this stuff's all pretty good, but uh, it really is who are the X's and who are the O's. Right. <laughs> the X's and the O's are the the matchups matter, and, and there's more going on that probably <laughs> probably that anyone knows in terms of injuries and and weaknesses throughout the game that you can look to exploit. But you know, it's we used to play. We lived on a dead end street, right, which was very nice. No cars never came down. It was very rare. The end of the block was railroad, and uh, every night, you know, between when you weren't playing baseball, every night we had a touch football game in the street. And I'm going to say at age 10, every pattern that any pro player placed does today, we would use in the street. No, none of this has changed. Stop and go. There, you know, the post, the flag, the, you know, the crisscross, the slant, whatever it is, none of this has changed. It's, it's all about getting an extra person, you getting three guys, or they have two defenders, or the other way around, or we're having three people out there and without running into the other guy for a pick, to uh, you know, where you get called for a flag, or you get a flag flag down, somehow getting another guy's way, getting somebody a step, right? It's 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 all about that. And it, it, but some of the some of the plays they used last night were pretty. Seen the one play where the uh, they had the second string tight end come in, and the other team thought for sure he was just going to block. 
You came all the way across. He had the big game. Yeah, you throw it. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Well, that's the same. That's the exact same play, except it was on the same side of the field that in a 1973 game, Notre Dame and Atlanta, Alabama. Sorry, that's what's what uh, the the, uh, Irish had the ball with about two minutes left, three minutes left, and. they were ahead of uh, Alabama, but Alabama they were having trouble stopping them. They had a great offense. So it was like third and six. And they thought the the, the Irish were going to run. They weren't going to make it. And all of a sudden, they faked into the line, and the, the second tight end named Robin Weber, never even heard of, came into black, faked the black, shot out on a, on a slant. It wasn't even within 10 yards of him. And Clements put the ball in his hands, and that was a ball game. It was the sac- exact same play they used last night. Exact same play. Yeah. The in the uh, Chiefs game or whatever I yeah. was going to say the Kelsey if he can get a certain amount of separation but he's always going to be watched yeah 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 he's always going to be watched but if he gets any amount of separation um, you want to be you want to be no matter which way he's going probably default to him uh, uh, you, so. the reason why you do that we got a dash or reason why you do that uh, he you is, got a he zone is, coming he is so in tune. With the, with the plays, you don't even have to call. You probably call the plays of the outside people to a certain extent. For him, he's he's going to set up away from the end of the line a little bit. So he's really a receiver, not really a tight end. Um, he's more of a slot receiver. So he's going to get away from the line of scrimmage. And he's going to watch where the safeties go. If the safeties move, he, he and Mahomes are both looking at the safeties. That's what you look at. And, and, as, the, and as the safety moves one side or the other to either pick up the other guy, he's going to alter his route. And Mahomes knows just what he's going to do. They've been at this so long. So he, he might call him for, a, for an out, and if he sees the, the safety moving that way, he's going to go in. He, how do you think these guys find these open spots in the zone? It's not like, it's not like you call them in the huddle. They find them because they find them, <laughs> because they see where people are moving. And the quarterback knows, okay, I see the safety move to the right. Kelsey's going to move in the middle and, and go outside, and there he is. These guys are wide open, right? Yeah. The for their touchdown, I think he ran a corner route and he went uh it was it was obviously his own defense. Yeah. And he ran straight to the corner and I I wanna say the C B was he he lost him by two steps. Yeah. And, and by the, the, time, the safety had already moved by the other the time way. The, the safety was on the other side of the field. Yeah. yeah. By the time he got there, there there was no chance. That's right. SP Futures up 20, and as if he's up 140, be right back with Mr. John Flanagan. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is $7.99 
find on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage healthcare costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Stocks, jocks, and jocks, stocks, and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Where's the title? Welcome to Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom We have Greg Pappas in the studio. We have Jan Flanagan waiting in the wings. And we have Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures up 1950. NASDAQ Futures uh, up 135. Uh, well, the next bumper, you got to get... Uh, the lady from the Bond, the Bond film, running all time high. It was uh, who was that? Uh, God, I keep forgetting the name. We'll, we'll, Rita uh, something. Rita Coolidge. Rita Coolidge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a great, great, great song. We'll get that. We'll get that. Uh, over over in Europe, we have the uh, Dex up seventy two point four percent. These guys were kind of reluctant rallies last week. Even today, they're not quite as much as uh, they are here. Footsie only up four. Let's call that one flat. Uh, they've been kind of the reluctant uh, hedger uh, riser over there. The uh, and the Kakaran is up. Uh, I'll get those guys in a second. The Kakaran is up 27.4 percent. So bullish over there, but not that is ebullient is here. Or Asia, where the, this has been the problem. Uh, we've got the uh, Nikkei up 583. It's 1.6. Uh, the uh, Japan is hits new 33-year highs. Greg, what do you think of that? Uh, this, however, I I, I don't want to. Greg, how can you not predict something and yet say be careful? How can you? How can you do both of those? What What do you make of the Hang Seng now under fifteen thousand? Down another three forty seven, another two point two percent. Shanghai down seventy five. I never thought it went below three. I never thought twenty nine hundred. I'm not into catching knives. <laughs> no, it's twenty seven fifty six. Down another two and a half percent today. How How, how Show can me we? The earnings how first. can we not have? You've got and, currency and, risk. You've got. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't want fault risk. You've got all sorts of risk. Uh, I don't. I don't want this to happen. I know I don't want it to happen. I don't want I, people lose any money. What to China? No. How, do, how does one day somebody here say I'm not in trouble from China? For two decades, all people did was pour money over there. Yeah. How the hell? How can we be not having anybody here getting hurt by this? Or maybe they're making it up here. I. You know, that's possible because we're, we're up every day. Uh, bonds, ten year down five basis points, four point zero, four point one zero. Uh, the bond down four basis points, two point two six. Japan down two basis points, 0.65. So at least interest rates are heading south a little today, which you know maybe accounts for the rally a little bit. Oil up 33 cents, 73.74. Brent up 12 cents, 78.68. Natural gas down 15. God, what if you're a natural gas? We're just over three bucks heading into the coal spell. Now we're at 237, Greg. That's unbelievable. 
What's what's seventy cents on that contract? Yeah, but that's that's how they're they're expecting that. That's how big the vol is. Uh, boy, oh boy, that's that contract's huge, isn't it? Well, so seventy cents is a big it, number. It moves a lot, but in terms of expected or not expected, that's that's expected. Welcome, my guest, Bill. So, our bob up two cents, two eighteen. We have gold, which is having trouble. Hey, up a whole forty cents today, two thousand twenty nine. Still in his mid two thousands, but the lower end of the mids. Silver down thirty seven cents. That's a big move. Twenty two thirty three. Uh, it's kind of down to where it's sort of bounced before. It doesn't mean it'll bounce again, but down to where it's sort of bounced before. Copper down a penny, three seventy six. You guys doing? You're doing any silver trading, Greg, or you leave that one alone? I'm more of a gold person. Ah, okay. Well, I'm just saying, um, silver might be the move. It's, it's the one making the two percent move. Gold isn't. Uh, crypto, Bitcoin is uh, down eight ninety two, forty thousand seven eighty three. So the $6,000 rally based on the ETFs has pretty much been eaten up here. Uh, we have the U.S. dollar virtually unchanged against the euro. Let's call it unchanged. and slightly down against the British pound, 127, but not doing much. After all that stuff, Matt, what do you guys for us? Traffic, weather, sports? Yeah, lots going on. Uh, yeah. Currently 6.40 a.m., January 22nd, uh, 2024. As far as weather, Chicago, we have 25 degrees currently with a high of 33 today. Mostly cloudy skies to be expected, uh, though a winter advisory is in effect starting at 9 p.m. tonight going into uh, 9 a.m. tomorrow. We're expected to accumulate up to half an inch of snow and sleet overnight. Uh, as far as Phoenix, Arizona, we uh, are seeing mostly clear skies, 49 degrees currently, uh, high of 61 and cloudy skies today. Uh, yesterday in the NFL playoffs, we saw Buccaneers face off against the Lions. Lions won 31-23, and Chiefs played Bills, Kansas City won 27-24. As far as Saturday, uh, Texans lost to Ravens 10-34, uh, and the Packers knocked out against uh, 49ers 21-24. Uh, conference championships next Sunday, January 28th. So for now, Chief, back to you. It's, uh, next week should be interesting. Uh, Definitely. Who do you like? Hmm. I think that it seems to me that everyone's everyone's got this, this uh, fascination with uh, Kansas City. I think it's 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 in the zeitgeist right now. So I'll say Kansas City. Why not? I don't know. It seems to me. Well, is it Baltimore is by far the best team? Don't you mm. think, Greg? Seems like I haven't seen the odds yet, but. I mean, from your observation, you don't have to look at somebody else's observation. <laughs> well, I haven't watched all the games. What do you think, Greg? What do I think? I don't. I'm just there to drink. <laughs> oh god! Well, I'm saying the last five, six weeks, <laughs> I thought earlier in the year Philadelphia was a team to beat. Then I thought it might be uh, San Francisco, and then all of a sudden uh, Philadelphia kind of went south. They had some injuries. Speaking and, uh, of Philadelphia, you see Jason Kelsey. <laughs> he was I out did, with yeah. the fans, <laughs> chugging. Uh, I don't know. I, Something out of like a bowling ball or something. I don't okay. know. And then, and then he had his shirt off in the stadium. That was pretty funny. A lot of guys had their shirts off. He was him. enjoying retirement. That's for sure. Uh, how come he wasn't up in the box with Taylor? He was. Oh, all right. Do you see the beer can that he was holding? It looked like you know his. He had his shirt off. He was holding the beer can. His arms were out. The beer can looked like it was. Uh, <laughs> of course, it, of it course, looked like nothing. His hand was huge. Of course, there was a snipey tweet about uh, or X. His wife isn't isn't exactly getting along great with Taylor Swift. Mm. Who's ex? What? Well, his wife, Jason Kelsey's wife. Yeah, is not getting along with with yeah, Travis I, Kelsey's wife. Yeah, well, no, the, well, t- not the wife yet. The Taylor yeah. Swift, wife to be, wife to be, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> John. What do you think? Were you glued to the games, or what were you doing? Uh, I was at a piano recital yesterday, Tom. 
Not not for like a third grader, I hope. Not not a FanDuel commercial in sight. Oh god. The uh, and it was a, a playoff. Two two brother pianists duking it out with two pianos on stage. Pretty interesting. Wow. God. What? Uh, how much? Uh, I was I did a little, actually a little bit of a. Um, the. Uh, yesterday I, I was looking at these games. If if we took the drugs off, if, if drugs couldn't advertise anymore. How much these games would be? There wouldn't be much advertising, would there be? Well, there'd just be more gambling ads, but um, <laughs> yeah, there wouldn't be. There'd be a heck of a lot of space they'd have to fill up with something else. Yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh, I mean, it, it really is something. They uh, uh, six point seven billion dollars were invested in big farming ads in, tw- in twenty twenty. Wow, it's got to be more than that now. Uh, it's got to be way more. The uh, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, I, I have to say, in the last you know month, I've seen an explosion of commercials for drugs I've never heard of to treat diseases I've never heard of. Yeah. Um, in the last year, I mean, compared to that, so there's there's clearly been a, a kind of redirection, I think, of um, research and development or whatever, and getting into you know deeper corners of the, the human, you know, genome. And, and making up, maybe, maybe making up diseases and finding the ways of treating them, but I'm just amazed. I can't keep track of it anymore, and I do. I try to keep track of it only because, um, you know, when I turn the sound down, if I'm if I'm half paying attention to it, I see some unpronounceable name on the screen and some unpronounceable disease, and I, I think where. Let me see if you from? know. As you brought that up, here I am, a little ahead of you, not much, but uh, I'm the Greg. Greg and, and Matt will be useless on this. But well, thanks. Um, I'm useless <laughs> in a lot of things. Well, but this this is one you want to be useless at, though. Here's the top drugs and how much they spend for advertising. And see if you have any idea what these drugs do and what disease they're for. Because I honestly do not. Uh, Rinvoq, Abvi, three hundred and sixteen million dollars. What, what does Rinvoq do? Eczema. Is that eczema? Must be, maybe it is. Yeah. See, well, plaque psoriasis. That seems to be the latest. You know, yeah, isn't that just? All right, then. Well, then there's Dupixent. Dupixent, yeah, that's plaque psoriasis. And they're three hundred and six million dollars. There's Sanofi, Skyrizi. That's another AbV. That's one hundred and seventy-five million dollars. Oh, Rinvoc is for psoriasis and something else now too. They're all they're all going off into other you know, treatment directions too. So these drugs serve multiple. Rinvoke no. is rheumatoid arthritis. Okay. Rheumatoid arthritis. Yes, thank you. Then, now we got Ozempic at 157 mil. That's, That's weight di- loss. Yeah. Diabetes slash fat people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe you're not, you're not so useless. I, I don't know. I, I've heard all these commercials. But I can't. I've heard so many. But I can't remember which what they're for. Yeah. Uh, Jardy ants. Uh, That's type. That's diabetes. All right. That's Bowringer and Eli Lilly. That's 145 mil. Rebelsis. Who are these guys? No- Novo Nordisk. They're 124 million. What is, what is that one for? Anyway, then I've certainly seen their commercials. I could. Yeah, tell me you. too. The whole purpose. That's you, probably just another diabetes one, right? I don't know. Then there's Trulicity, 123 mil. That's Lily. I don't know what that one is. Then there's Resulti, Otsuko, and Lundbeck. Who are they? 116 mil. These are, these might be great investments. I don't Rebelsis is semaglutide, is which what? is the same thing as Ozempic. Mm. All right. So what is what's that for? What what disease? 
Well, they're for type 2 diabetes, okay. but they're also, I guess, weight loss. Well, these happen... You just happen to lose weight if you help your type type two diabetes, right? And apparently, Novo Nordisk is the company that owns uh, both Ozempic and Wegovy, both uh, the same medication right. for type two diabetes. Well, they also do this Rebelsis. Hmm. Yeah, because it's the same the same drug. What's the 124 mil, and the other one is 157. So you got to add those together. You're saying? Yeah. Then, then there's Resulti, hmm. whatever that is. R e x u l t i. It's 116 mil. Trempfa. What is that? Is that how you pronounce it? T-R-E-M-F-Y-A? Trempfaya. Trempfaya. What, yeah. what, what is that? Johnson & Johnson. What does that do? Oh, gosh. See, the thing is, you Google these things, and they, they tell you about as much as, as the name tells you. Nothing. Well, then there's the last one in the 10 is Resenio at a paltry 112 million. Maybe so we'll see, we got six, game. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 13, 14, That's just 15, their, their advertising budget. Time? Yeah, this, this is a. There's no Cialis. This is a billion like no Cialis. Is, Cialis was was gone as as a. Levitra. No, they they all went off patent. Those are off patent. They were forty fifty million a year to the NFL four years ago when they came off. They came off uh, right before COVID. I know that Hims used to do a lot of uh, programming or they try to get people to sign up for their subscription box or whatever, and that's the hair loss and uh, erect ED. Yeah, whatever. ED. Yeah, I was going to say, all these meds and, and no Viagra ads. Well, they came off, they came off uh, patent. Mm. Well, that's why they went to Hims and yeah. whatever the other ones are. Cause they used to be it's like a subscription service. It used to be your, $50 a pill. <laughs> your hair yeah, and yeah. your... <laughs> I, I love the, uh, the Viagra ads because... First of all, the lady was smoking hot, and and I uh, I don't know if you remember the they would they would they'd be going on on a trip, and I don't know who put this commercial together. Sandals, but we, but he's got like the leather the leather briefcase of like the you know he's an Australian outback guy, and she's got five or six of the most incredibly beautiful, most expensive things of luggage I've ever seen in my life. Remember that they they go to they get in their hotel, and it, and, and she's dropping the Viagra pill on the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> she's ready for the do. I don't know if he's ready, but she's ready. And uh, but I, I'm sitting there. They must have, at the back of the thing. They must have said luggage donated by somebody. But mm. the, the the luggage had to be five grand. A, it had to be five grand a suitcase. <laughs> anyway, then the, well, the other one you're talking about, uh, Cialis was the one where the two were sitting in the separate tubs, right? Remember that? Tubs, yeah. <laughs> God, see, it worked. Well, if it was working, you wouldn't be in separate tubs. It worked. Well, remember the commercials. You guys. remember it, yeah. Well, they were on. CNBC a hundred yeah, times yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you can t- you can tell the age of CNBC by the commercials because it was th- those two things. Then as soon as they came off, but th- and the NFL had a real problem filling up the forty fifty mil right away. That's a lot of money for for one person to just be gone or for two people. Mm. Anyway, so John, what do you make of the uh, the political move with this guy dropping out of the race? This well, it's, you know something that was. Going to happen. It was a question of when, I think, because DeSantis didn't seem, you know, to fulfill expectations as far as his campaigning ability or you know, re- reach out to voters. So I'm glad it, it's, you know, it happened sooner rather than later. Um, and I don't think Haley's going to do spectacularly well, you know, in New Hampshire or in South Carolina. So this r- race may wrap up fairly quickly. It would be better for the Republicans if it did. Um, 
then the, you know the focus on the Democrats not really changes because if the Republicans are unified, the Democrats are in this mess they're in, where you've got an independent, you know, Robert Kennedy Jr. that nobody wants to admit is anywhere near, you know, the race, and you've got Biden who ever ever every day becomes less and less connected to what's going on around him. It seems the, the Democrats are going to have to do something, and I don't know what um, to reinvigorate their chances, and I suspect it means replacing Biden. And there's some schools of thought that say that's not going to happen until the convention, um, and there'll be a surprise factor that they could take advantage of. But I think it will happen before that. I think there's all the, the writing on the wall is, I think, that Biden is just toast. I can't see him campaigning at all. Well, it doesn't surprise me that the that the 20% of the people that are, that are, are Trump issues, this is the problem I have with this whole election system, that they can overwhelm what our primary system, and I, you know, I, I was I there ever really a question though? I think this has all been kind yeah. of just an exercise in futility for the people who aren't named Trump. I mean, it was clear from I the beginning: yeah. sixty to seventy percent of people were going to vote one way. The people who thought well, they could well, switch. Well, yeah, but what you just said is is very key. Sixty percent of the people that are going to go out in ten below zero to vote. It doesn't mean. No, I'm talking about since the beginning, at least to me, it's been perfectly clear that if Trump runs, he probably gets the nomination. I don't know why even DeSantis and Haley decided they thought they had any chance. Well, because the guy's in court all over the place. There's I all mean, that, that's what they got to bet on, but now they even gave up on that. It uh, looks like he, I mean, I don't know. None of this is surprising at all to me. Um, I think you have a position where well over half the people in the country don't want either one of them. That's a problem. They have nobody to vote for, like me. You, uh, you point up the problem, Tom. You know, there, there may be a if the Republicans have among the voters, but look, look at the, the roster of people who are interested in stepping up and running, and the reasons why there aren't better candidates. Well, go through the numbers. If the Republicans are what fifty percent ish, and then sixty percent of them are going to vote one way doesn't that mean that 30% of the people are, are going to vote one way yeah and, and what I'm saying is it used to be you never went into an election like that you wanted the middle now people just think they're going to split the middle which is a totally different dynamic isn't it Janet 20 years ago oh yeah I don't know why any of this is surprising. But, but that's when there was an it's surprising because because you're you're young and it wasn't like this before you were here. No, but the <laughs> landscape completely changed. The division went through the roof. You've got one group who wants one thing and the other group who wants the other thing, and people don't change their minds. It's just I. And now I, you've got less faith in the system. I, I would see it getting worse. The, every every election, it seems like the people that are running are more incompetent than the than the ones than the election before. Yeah, but you have the same two buffoons here running, and they're four years older. That's yeah, but still the the electorate. I don't know. I would question the people who were advising Haley. Call it why? Because to even think you have a shot against somebody who's already locked up sixty to seventy percent of the vote. I think she's got a shot in New Hampshire. It doesn't well. <laughs> I, I take the other side of that. Okay, I mean, but I mean, when you say she has no shot, she has no shot. She's going to get forty percent of the vote. That's a lot. She has zero. She set herself shot. up for the rest of her life. This guy could screw up. He could get impeached. Even if, even if Trump gets 
you know. So you're saying if Solomon if Solomon ran, it can't, can't be Trump, the worst candidate. Well, I don't know. Maybe Biden's worse, but the. Uh, but well, I think they got somebody lined up. Who? If if Trump got either assassinated or heart attack or or something, and he wasn't able to run, I think that someone like Ramaswamy or someone like uh, Ramaswamy's got no chance. Know, they they would be the one to step up. It, w- it wouldn't be Haley. Well, you know, you wouldn't want anybody who had no, been a governor. just because they wouldn't get the votes. Nobody who voted for Trump is going to vote for Haley. No. I think you're more likely to see one of Trump's sons, you know. Step in. <laughs> that would yeah, be, with no I, experience. I can't, um, that, boy, I, I better have my Irish citizenship by then. If we reach that, <laughs> that, 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 lo, that lowness, that's like saying if someone goes on with Biden, we're going to put Hunter up there. Yikes. I'm for that. He's an international businessman. Yeah, artist. he's an international businessman. Hunter 2024. What else do you need? Yeah. Jack, Again, we, the, we, the Boston Globe had an editorial the other day, you know, pleading with people, Democrats, to take a Republican ballot in New Hampshire and vote for Haley. Well, yeah, supposedly, like that, supposedly right? in Iowa, what happened was the Democrats didn't, didn't do a caucus on purpose so they could run people to... Uh, into those, they had, they into had, they had no into no what's turnout. it called? It was ten below zero. They had no turnout. No, I'm talking about they didn't run a caucus on purpose so they could send their people into Haley's right. and Ramaswamy and to take away votes from Trump. Well, which is good strategy, it work, but, but like yeah. it still didn't even. <laughs> I, I really think Haley is toast. Yeah, she's um, she's done. Well, I she mean, probably is, but I mean, she out, out of the three people running, she's by far the most most most. I mean, I, I don't like some of her neocon policies, but in terms of of being vibrant mentally and being qualified, there's no question she's well, the she's most. She's not qualified. eighty. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, Tom, yeah. she's a doofus. Come on, she. she <laughs> um, right, but every, everybody, everybody's a doofus. No, no, they're not. Even Trump's not a doofus. He's he's, he's very skilled at what he what he knows how to do. But I mean, the well, fact she ain't. Let me tell you, she ain't still. So. All right. So, who would we? Who would we like that would never consider running? Why and why, and why won't it? people it's not, not run? It's, it's only the most important job in the world, and yet we can't seem to get anybody there who's who, who's who's either not a CIA plant or isn't or is not qualified or is something. It's because the, the, the parties have decided, and this, I blame both parties here, that the only candidates that are going to be viable are the ones who won't, you know, rattle the apple cart. So they, they, there's no shortage of those people around. None of them are great campaigners. You wouldn't even know that they had any presidential capabilities if they're just singing a message that, you know, we got to keep what we have in place and beware of the people who want to change it. But that's that's been the story now for quite a while. And anybody who does come in and rattle the apple cart is immediately you know, discounted by both parties as, you know, an insurrectionist and everything else. So anybody who would really satisfy the people who are, you know, really interested in somebody who's going to destroy the apple cart, not just shake it well, up. I think we, there isn't a chance on hell that either party is going to support that. I people. think if you look at the, at least in the real politics that I was looking at last week, um, Obama, Obama, I'm not sure if it was Michelle or or Barack, but they had a better chance that, than Haley. Well, Obama can't run again, so he can't even. Have a better oh chance. yeah, so then it was so then Michelle Obama had the better better chance. Well, than this, this, Haley this of being constant, president. 
This constant thought that if I've heard the person's name before, they must be qualified. God, if we dumbed they're, ourselves they're not down, not qualified or anything. It's just who who's people who are people going to vote for? Well, that's that's my point. I mean, are we, are we as we dumb down the population, do we dumb down the poli- politics as well? I think the answer is yes. I don't know. I think everybody's been pretty dumb always. Think back to, to 1976. Now. Now. You know, when, when Jimmy Carter was the candidate, and nobody knew anything about Jimmy Carter. You know, before Watergate, and the, the, the Watergate phenomenon, you know, completely put the, the Republicans behind the game. Didn't really matter who they had to run; they were they had. Well, taken when you, a, when, you, when, you have a cro- when you have a crook in the White House, that's a problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, but and that, and the red the bigger crook sense was Nixon, believe me. But I think the, the the party was so demoralized, the Democrats were also in disarray and had been since 1968. So, so probably 1964, really. There was the seeds were already being planted. So he ended up with a candidate that you know was a conciliatory figure, and his appeal was that nobody had ever heard of. Him. And I just don't think that that's kind of the. The politics, the way they developed since then, make it really difficult for somebody nobody ever heard of to get anywhere. And I, I just, and how you get your name out there doesn't really matter. <laughs> if if you've got scandals at the wazoo or lawsuits at the wazoo, television shows or anything else, it almost doesn't matter how you got your name out there. But um, I don't think we'll ever see a return to somebody running for president that nobody ever heard of. Well, I mean, if you. When you say nobody ever heard of, I mean Bill Clinton clearly ran because nobody, everybody thought Bush was was unbeatable in his second term. So so Clinton basically, I think, got got the nomination as a trial run for four years later. So and so, but Bush managed to, to screw up the campaign so bad, and, and Clinton was wasn't a was a pretty good campaigner that all of a sudden he won, but he that was not expected. I think the world would have been a much better place if Bill would have been four years older when he, when he, when he got the job. I think he was too young. <laughs> well, he spent half his time chasing women around the White House. But but he was he was certainly a talented campaigner. And could Bush have possibly screwed up any more, <laughs> Jan? Well, that's that's the factor that you can't really predict. Um, I don't think anybody expected that kind of crash and burn. But you also have the the the, the country, the mood of the country, and one of the. One of the most interesting things I read was uh, Newt Gingrich. Now that I'm looking at this, it's Michelle Obama is plus 2,200 and Gavin Newsom is plus 2,500, same as Nikki Haley. I mean, a person who's not running, who has never indicated she wants to run, who's... <laughs> but she's got a name. She's got that's a name. Saying, everybody's got the but, name. I mean, it's who's going to take... In the same way that if Trump can't do it because he's 80, you know, what's going to happen to Biden if he can't do it? And I think that's the more interesting well, I think question. The first thing for sure is, is they they got to find a way to dump Kamala and get She's not even on the. Well, she's plus 8,900. I'm on, saying as, as, the, as, the, as the VP candidate. The only way you're going to get. Uh, Biden in again is if everybody likes the VP because a lot of people think he won't make it four years. So, like. I don't know. I mean, I have no idea. This is the the mess they they put themselves in, Tom. Normally, it would be you know you you have a vice presidential candidate who's got presidential qualifications or ambitions and the possibility of, of being a, a you know having you know, having the torch passed off to them at some point. 
I don't know how anybody ever thought that was going to be a, a Kamala Harris figure. Uh, I, but I, now that they've got her, and to get rid of her, they're going to take a huge hit among their, their voter base um, by having set her up and then just cast her aside. I don't think they know really what to do with her. They certainly can't run her for president. But I don't think they can afford to just embarrass her or the, the people who, you know, she's kind of, you know, Well, I think, I think that from what I read, even the Democrats said she's been... be Secretary of she State hasn't, she hasn't much. She hasn't much done anything. So to a certain extent, she's embarrassed herself. Well, they knew that before they named her. Yeah. There was, every, every indication was that she was going to just completely bomb, but... Nobody cared. They you know wanted an African American woman. The smart thing to do. And would, the torpedoes. So they, my my guys tell me that at Twenty Sixth Street there's this African American judge, and everybody said, uh, "How the hell did this guy get the appointment?" Because he was—I don't think he was elected. And within three years, everybody says he's the best judge down there. So I mean, you never really know. She could associate judges are appointed by circuit judges. Yeah, yeah but I'm saying. It, it, they, nobody figured out how he got the job, and now everybody says he's the best guy there. All he did was get in there, put his nose to the grindstone, and learn, and and he's terrific. She oh. she could have done that, right? But there were no indications she ever would. Though. Well, but there was no indications that would on this guy either, and all of a sudden he did. I'm saying he, you never really know. She I mean she could have done just the opposite, and evidently she, she hasn't. But I don't really know the lady, but she she just didn't do it, or according to what I read. No. Well, her, her debate performance was just, you know, unbelievable, unbelievably bad. But you've got uh, you've got four years in a spot where speeches, if you want though. to, you can learn an awful lot, right? I mean, you yeah, well, the speeches make for great highlights. Imagine, imagine if one of us was in that job and actually tried to do a good job. How much smarter and better you'd be at everything after four years when, when everything's at your fingertips. Well, let me know about this. Let me meet this guy. Let me, if you if you worked at it, how could you not be ten times better four years later in a job? Oh sure, if you went in with that attitude, sure. Well, she didn't. <laughs> no. But how could, I mean, if you go into a representative or a senator's job, and all of a sudden you've got all this staff, all this stuff around you, all you got to do is pay attention. How could you not learn something? For God's sake, the SP futures up nineteen, the SP futures up one twenty one. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of HomeSource Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-2000. 
708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Interested in promoting your business to a high-end audience comprised of entrepreneurs, traders, executives, and the everyday business person? Consider advertising on Stocks and Jocks. With a devout listenership covering the Chicago market, along with a vast online presence, advertising on Stocks and Jocks may be just what it takes to put your business over the top. For more information, contact me, Matt Weber, at matt at stocksandjocks.net. That's matt at stocksandjocks.net. Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks. Stocks and Jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. I'm an American. You're a sick. All I wanted was a sweet distraction for an hour two. What a great sight. Would you go on a date with this girl just by hearing her voice? I would. I would, but I think she's probably uh, a couple years my senior. Yeah, but I mean, uh, here's one you didn't even—you wouldn't even have to. She's like Roberta Fleck. I don't. I see. I—I—I date her tomorrow just from the voice. Rita Coolidge. Yeah. Yeah. There's a what a what a great song. Absolutely. The uh, was that uh, what what movie was that? Was that for your eyes only? This was from Octopussy. Octopussy. There you go. 1980, oof, early 80s, early 80s. So, uh, who's your favorite band girl? Oh gosh. Uh, well, for me, I, I grew up with uh, uh, the Daniel Craig Bonds, and I believe was it, it wasn't Selma Hayek; it was the other well, one. Oh, she's hot. Oh gosh, I'm forgetting her name. Anyway, the, I think it was the one in Casino Royale. I can't remember her name at the, the moment, but that's the one I, I grew up with. Yeah. As I'm aging, I'm, I've kind of changed a little. I was always uh, Danielle Bianchi from, from Russia with Love. She's spectacular. Oh wow! But then I've, I've kind of, as I've aged, I kind of have a, have a good feeling for Maude Adams. She was a little older, but she was, uh, she ran on that whole group of people. She was like an executive, kind of like right up your alley, John, an executive <laughs> hot lady. There well, you go. I like the Lana Lenya character, you know, who has the switchblade coming out of her shoe. Oh, there you go. You were always one that could help you out in the, the street fight. That was fight. my bond, girl. <laughs> but then again, Ursula Andress might have set the, set the bar. Ursula Andress, yeah. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you ever see the movie? Talk about, uh, it's got to still be around somewhere, uh, The Blue Max. Yes, George Papard. Yeah, it? and uh, yeah. she was in that, and uh, I tell you what, I saw the, that in the theater. Yeah, when when the, when, the, when the movie when they were talking on the ground, except for looking at her, the movie kind of dragged. But was there ever a, a, a movie with better air, airplanes? <laughs> lit up when she was there. I'll tell you. Oh God, but was there ever better air, uh, airplane stuff? The, well, look, that's a beautiful film. Yeah, visually, it's, it's spectacular. Really. Greg, this was a World War One uh, film, oh, wow. and. Uh, and it, uh, but I mean, the way those guys flew those planes and stuff, I mean, I don't know, who did the aerial, where, where'd they get all those planes? I mean, they, they, they look pretty legit. I bet you couldn't do that now. Before that time, those magnificent men and their flying machines? Yeah. That was, I don't know where they got all those planes either. What was the one, uh, the great Waldo Pepper? Was that George Papard too? No, that was, uh, no. that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Natural. Um, God, I'm drawing a blank. Robert yeah, Redford. Robert Redford. Yeah. Wasn't he in Great Waldo yes. Pepper? Yes. Yes. The uh, where the lady was doing the wing walking and fell off. Ugh. There's a new show I think coming out on Apple TV pretty soon called Masters of Air. That looked pretty cool. Mm. They were they were from the producers of Band of Brothers in the Pacific. Mm. It was coming out about I think the 
the air raids. Did you ever see the? Uh, did you ever go to the? Uh, actually, it was at the Wright Patterson Museum. I, I didn't see the first one. I saw another one. It was you're in the. You ever go to those surround things? Uh, theaters. Yeah, like a oh, yeah. IMAX place. Yeah. Well, the one with the, the things up on top of you where you lay way back. The IMAX. Whatever. Yeah, the IMAX. I saw one there. But evidently, the, the first one they did was it was it first to fly or something? They claim everybody in the place would be puking, basically. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, you were you were up there, you were actually like flying, and most people were not. not in, I I saw the one down at Wright Patterson. It was it wasn't that intense, so I wasn't reaching for the bag, but. It was pretty cool. I never been. I only been to those places once. Where you, you ever been to those, Matt? Where you you lay way back and look up and the, the films on top of you? No, I haven't. But sounds yeah, sounds up my alley. It's a uh, there. Is there one, there's got to be one around here, isn't there, Jen? There's one at Navy Pier. Y- yeah, oh, it used to be uh, IMAX, I think, or no, it was in Science and Industry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where they? Oh, right, yes, yes. yeah. But I mean, they can you can, they can uh, they can make you right into the flight. Let's. The There's thing. also one I think at the what's it called where they do observatory the oh the, the planetarium yeah the planetarium has has one of those too for well, it's, it's really oh, freaky yeah, when you get in and all of a sudden you lay way like, like you lay way back like if you're going to the shrink or something and you're, you're staring <laughs> up at this thing anyway it's like virtual reality yeah so Jan what uh, we have all kinds of things at play in this election we've got markets shooting up we've got China flying down here. I know you're not as involved in the uh, uh, day-to-day workings of the market as, as I am, and, and Greg sort of is, more than sort of, he is, uh, more on the commodity side. When you've had just your read of the news, and I, I can't I can't pin a company to something, I just have this really weird feeling, you know, running down your back. It's like if you're sweating a piece of, you know, some sweat's rolling down there to... China can't be the be-all, the end-all for two decades where everybody couldn't wait to put any nickel they could over there. And it was really always hard to invest in Chinese markets. So that many people, unless you're in an ETF, you can't even get in the mainland market, right, Greg? So it's all, it's all through Hang Seng. Now, all of a sudden, the place is going the other way. How is it that, n- that nobody's getting hurt? And then they're reneging on this debt, reneging on that debt. Their two biggest real estate people are... Uh, are, are basically under, who knows how many more to follow. How is it that nobody's getting hurt? I, 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 I'm stunned with that. Unless they're making it up here because they're all long and vitty or something. Maybe. I don't know. But something seems to be missing out of the news to me. Somebody's got to be getting, has got to be wobbling here. And I don't know. Who, who do you think it is? Or, or am I just wrong? Is it? I, I think there, you know, there's going to be a lot of, of people chewed up by this. Uh, the Evergrande mess... I think that it was January 26th is the date that that bankruptcy um, hearing is up again in Hong Kong. I think it's January 26th. I mean, that they kicked it down the road back in December where it looked as if that, that was you know, going to be the end of the whole thing and everything would be liquidated and you would finally find out how little all of these you know, real estate projects were worth and it would take down the banking industry and you know, a lot of other investors and People connected to the housing market, they they sort of put that you know wolf at bay when they kick the date down to the end of January. But I believe it's coming up this week. Well, well, who, who are the other guys? The guys that are a lot bigger. The uh... country gardens. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, and but those you know those really have they've been I think 
people's you know portfolios have been insulated from the disaster that could happen just because there hasn't been a reckoning yet. Once once these things start going to you know fire sale auctions, and and the companies are unwound, and you begin to see what's really left on the table, then I think that the news will be so bad that there, there won't be any way to hold hold off what can happen. Well, and I mean, I some, somebody somebody is not when they're not paying their interest payments. Somebody's not getting paid now. The solution, the answer could be as easy as it's J.P. Morgan, it's BlackRock, and five other people. And oh, by the way, the people at BlackRock are, are so smart, and, and maybe they are, and probably they are. Uh, is, you know, it's only five percent of their massive holdings, and the thing went went the went, went all went down tomorrow. They'll have a bad quarter, and that's it. You know, I mean, or that that could be the case. Like, and I guess we gotta hope that's the case. I just. I've never quite seen anything quite like that where that was the case. I mean, uh, look at the people who were involved in the mortgage mess in 2007, people we never even dreamed of. Small banks in, in Germany that, that I, mean, well, I never heard of, but I'm sure some of the German people had. It just it just seems kind of odd, the stuff that comes in the news and out of the news, Jen. I mean, uh, anyway. so I, And I think that you know, the, the effect of, of COVID and, and the policies you know, for the lockdowns made this into a global phenomenon when it comes to real estate and I, I still don't think we've you've heard the the first shoe drop let alone the second shoe drop of what well, this is well happening. yeah the real estate but if, if well the commercial markets in some places not all or a matter of fact maybe it's more limited than I think have kind of collapsed I I don't know I'm, I'm hoping and we'll have Nancy on pretty soon here um, I'm hoping that we we never really see a collapse in the the uh Re, uh, residential market, although the numbers are telling me that we might. Uh, let's just hope we don't. Did you happen to catch this article on, uh, boy, talk about changing the page. Did you uh, happen to catch this article on uh, hidden cameras that people are now putting in hotels and house rentals? No, I haven't. Tell me about it. Um, evidently, all these cameras, or most of them, were made in China. But they're illegal to use in China. <laughs> Imagine that. You can't you can't put a camera in a hotel room or anything in China. Evidently, they don't. They don't well, who knows if they do or don't? But that, that's the law. Well, evidently here they're 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 getting to be huge use. So they've got they've got all these advertisements all over the web about things you can use to find these hidden cameras. So here's a guy who did this article. I'm gonna how I got my son not a guy, a lady, Monica. Petrelli, a nice Italian young lady, Monica Petrelli. Um, I assume, well, she's got an Italian name. Who knows what her nationality actually is. But they're, they're talking about they put uh, 27 cameras. They said hotel rooms, house rentals, cruise ships, and even airline bathrooms now have have uh, these cameras. They're called spy cams. Smaller, harder to find, and easier to find. I'm sure a buy. few websites do, too. Well, yeah, they're saying they show people, you know, <laughs> Based on some of the websites, how'd you find me? <laughs> this is a CNBC article. What? But the, so scraping the bottom of the barrel. No, I, I saw this. I mean, I'm saying the stocks and jacks people will love this. So they get all of this because it, well, the reason why I'm, I asked is because there's all kinds of if you go online now, there's there's stuff that they're, they're selling you to essentially find them. So the article is about let's get all the stuff that people are selling people to to discover these cameras and see if they work. Okay, so now that that's what they're going to go through here, which is kind of interesting. So they had to find out this guy, 
TJIA, Ja, and his and his team hid 27 cameras in a house. Then then provided CNBC would commonly recommended devices to find them. Um, he the first test was the naked eye test. The guy knows what he's looking for and he just looks. After 20 minutes, he found one of the 27 uh, cameras only because it was a embedded in a working clock tipped off because the time was wrong so there's one uh, then they evidently a, Mr. Greg you're the biggest phone dude I've ever come across evidently there's an app you can put on your phone called Fing F-I-N-G yeah, and there's a lot of apps well, by the way this is the which scans Wi-Fi networks for cameras and then he also used the phone's flashlight the app showed there were 22 devices connected to the home's Wi-Fi but no cameras so the thing didn't work at all. Uh, so they they found uh, three cameras using um, the Ting. I guess guess what they found them in a Wi-Fi repeater, a shirt button, and a teddy bear. Yeah, they found so. So now we're down to to what twenty three left. Then there's something called a radio frequency detector. And somebody sells here. Uh, the uh, they found zero. Then there's a lens detector, which somebody sells, which costs uh, 50 bucks. They found two. It's a, it's a little device where you run around. You can only find two cameras because you actually have to look right into the camera. Then there's something called a, an advanced lens detector. This, 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 this is freaky. Um, this thing costs 400 bucks, and it found 11 cameras. Um, it says, resembling binoculars, it also accentuates light that is reflected from a camera lens. However, this device works from a distance, allowing Victor to use cameras from across the room. It also writes in... Oh, wow, wow, wow. So they found cameras in a tissue box, a leather bag, and other buried between files under a desk. You know, they found 11. So they still never found, like, 15 of the cameras using all this stuff. Or 10 of them. What do you think, Jan? You saying, now you want to go to a hotel tonight, or what? Well, they, are they putting these in changing rooms at Bergdorf's? I, mean, I don't know. I'm, I guess if we knew where they well, were, so we who's, who's planting these cameras? We could. Well, I mean, the, the, the hotels are. I mean, obviously, Airbnbs. People are people are planting them in their own house and selling this stuff. So what do we do? If we know where the camera was, we we all take turns mooning the camera, or what? Just saying. Well, if you're declaring war on these surveillance devices, I guess you know there's there's a lot of attraction in that. What what about First Amendment issues and you know? Illegal What percentage of the people in the world now have even read the First Amendment knows what it is? You can't keep you can't keep saying stuff like that, assuming people know what it is. <laughs> just well, saying. first of all, I find it hard to believe those cameras are illegal in China. <laughs> I'm just just saying that that's what the story is. They're not illegal to yeah. make and sell to us. No, well, same thing with some social media. Yeah, yeah. TikTok. Their Doyun, I think, is what it's called. Theirs is completely different than it is here in that it's limited for younger people. The topics are heavily censored. Um, it's very different than it is here. Um, social media posts about hidden cameras have increased hidden cameras have increased 400% in the past two years according to this company. Here's a company the data company Sprout Social where, where do we find these names? Aren't they here? I don't know. I think Sprout Social at least for a while. Countless articles dedicated to find a quick and easy solution to the growing problem. It says here the cameras are still winning, big time. So there you go. And you can buy them from China. Well, you buy them, buy them from Amazon or something. They're all from China. You can plug them in all these places. But they have one is even sneaky. 
this is stuff that even even Matt and Greg wouldn't think about. Part of the, some of the detection devices go for the Wi-Fi and try and get the connection coming back through the Wi-Fi. But if you're clever, you have a totally separate Wi-Fi just for the cameras. Of course. And, and your device won't yeah. do that. So there. Anywho, so uh, we've got numbers coming out this week. We've we got the most useless number, the PCE, coming out, which is the number the Fed comes out with, but they won't give you any of the detail. Um, IBM, are, yeah. J&J, AT&T. Yeah, we all, kinds, all, all kinds of earnings. Are we, are we going to make it? Or J&J to, and Verizon are tomorrow. Are Maybe. we going to still be an all-time high in November? That's what the Democrats want. I mean, anybody does that. I mean, uh, Trump, when he was in, basically... Uh, said the stock market shows how he's doing okay well then he got rid of that during COVID but then it came back when COVID when it came up after COVID so nobody wants any of this wealth bubble to drop we still got inflation numbers that are pretty darn high what do you think the world looks like six months from now Jen and and Greg and even Matt Jen go first I'll I'll stick you with first inflation will still be you know inching up or you know maybe even more than inching up I suspect um, and it's going to be taking an ever bigger, bigger cut out of people's, you know, disposable income. And I, I think consumption patterns are going to continue to spiral, you know, in in unforeseen ways. Maybe maybe very foreseen ways. But you'll see fewer people eating out. You'll see fewer people traveling. You'll see a lot of a lot of changes. I think in how people are behaving six months from now. Turn the inflation argument. I mean, we talk a lot on this show regarding what the numbers really are, I think. I mean, you could see it, though. You could see it. If the gold prices are rallying, there's inflation. That's... that's, mm, that's Gold is... If, something, I mean, I've been long the, gold, and the gold has not gone up 40% in the last three years. Just saying. 40% of... I don't know. I think gold's been going up for, what, 10 years straight now? Um, I'll, I'll look up here and I will... It's not... It's... It's not a, you know, the the S and P, but it's definitely going up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say here what we got to find. I don't know. Here. In 2000, 2010, it was like eight hundred or something. Well, well, let me and turn the the and now in, it's in, the inflation uh, the inflation thing around a little bit. Let's say on the show we talk a lot about it, which we do, um, and we say what it is for real, how you should. You know, we should be concerned about the interest rate. Should be concerned about a lot of things, but I'm not going to lead the witness here. Witnesses. If everything comes goes goes the same way, which is not, but you'd expect I don't know the S and P to be up, the gold to be up about half of whatever. Okay, the S&P I'm, I'm is trying to be up. I'm trying to turn this around into the politics of it, and I, for one, am, am absolutely stunned that it, it is not a, it is not a political issue. In my opinion, it, it ought to be. It sure as hell was in, in eighty two, in eighty one, seventy eight. But I don't think I think everybody in Washington and both political parties have decided that if they have a choice between uh, fighting inflation and having the market go up, they're going to have the market go up. Because I think the rest of the society is basically had their nuts cut off and is and is not even part of the person who cannot is gagging from this inflation. Either he has a choice between these two, the same two guys. Nobody, nobody in government has taken a hit over this inflation at all, and and it's not even the beginning to be an issue in this election, in my opinion. And I'm stunned that that's the case. 
John? The only way it's really going to be an issue, Tom, is if there's a pullback from, you know, our involvement in Ukraine and our support of what's going on in the Middle East, because we don't have the money to fight any wars, let alone wars that don't... But I'm saying individual people are going out and paying 225 bucks for a battery in their car that used to was seventy five hours four years ago, and I, I didn't talk about it on the show. I, I didn't get a sandwich sign. I didn't throw a rock at anybody, which I wouldn't do anyway. I didn't even throw a snowball. The fact is, it's a non-event. The entire population, as much as they think they bitch, basically is saying thank you, sir. I have another, and they're bent over, in my opinion. And it's not even part that the two buffoons that caused it all are running again, right? And it's not even part of the thing. It's all about. Trump's so it's going to be more of the same, which, which, is, more, which isn't a surprise. Which but. Is, but, I mean, I mean uh, we threw one guy out of office because of the inflation, right, Carter? Yeah, well, that, we don't have that. It's the same kind of inflation. or It's worse. Now I think it's, it's worse because it's, it's now become a, sort of a fact of life, and COVID did it, Tom. And, uh, and it's, we're, we're going to be paying that price for I don't know how many more elections. Uh, it's, it's been one, it's, one thing if we could if we could get out of our entanglements overseas, it would be a step in the right direction because that's um, leading this. This this inflation has been coming. For, so. It's been coming since two thousand, John. Every single year, it just so happened to be most of it in the medical community, and they just tell and people are insured, they're insulated, they're something. It's paid for by work. It's been it's been coming for twenty four years. It's not. The last little gasp is COVID, but it's been here forever, and it's continuing now. Right? I don't know. The majority of the deficit spending has has been the um, what since oh eight. Every every president since Clinton has doubled the def- doubled the uh, national debt. I mean, Clinton probably did too. Everyone from Bush one on, every single one has doubled the national debt. Yeah, but a doubling from two to four is a lot different than a it's, doubling from sixteen to. Uh, it, it, it's it on the same. Now. It's doubling. Yeah, but that's the, nominally that's just that's a huge difference. There's. Hmm. I don't know. They keep pouring more. I'm saying it, 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 this has been a phenomenon. It's not a two-year phenomenon. But, well, people blame uh, the original inflation. The original, the the one generation ago, inflation on Jimmy Carter. They forget all about, you know, whip inflation now under Jerry Ford and Nixon's wage price controls. I mean, people have amazing short memories. Carter was just the guy when, when people zeroed in on it. Right, Jack? Well, well, what stuns me, Tom, is people, even when, you know, mortgage rates were 16 17%, people were still buying and selling houses. But, well, yeah, but the houses were the houses were hundred grand. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It, it was a, a very different time and the, and the impact on people's behavior is very different people now are completely beaten up i think that one of the reasons yeah. there isn't a bigger outcry is because people are pretty much exhausted by it and they see no way out of it and i think that's probably been the desire all along is to make people accept it and not feel like it's within our power to do anything about it because neither political party has ever shown the least bit of interest well, in doing anything about that's it. because the the, the person the, the entity it benefits the most from inflation is the government, and both of these buffoons know that. Of course. The SP Futures up 18, Nancy Futures up 113. Be right back. John, hang around. we got our, our friend Nancy on, and we'll talk about what's going on in that industry. Haven't talked to her in a while. We've had uh, Mondays have been all holidays. We'll be right back. Stocks and Jacks.
This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. Hear ye, hear ye! The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control! Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Hello, everyone. Stocks and jocks. I'm Tim Owl. We have Jan Flanagan with us. We have Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures up 17.50. We have Nancy here in a second. Uh, NASDAQ futures up 97. We're still up a bunch. We were up a little bit more, but still, it's kind of where we've been all morning. Uh, we have the Dow futures down 92. Individual stocks in the Dow, Goldman Sachs up 130. Home Depot down 341. They didn't have earnings, but that's down a little bit. Maybe there's some sales numbers came out. We will check that. Salesforce up 362. Uh, so that's kind of what's going on. We have Boeing is up to two. Well, they're down buck 77 or 213 after trading under 200 on the. 737 ma uh, 9 Max 9 thing, but they seem to have come back quite a bit. Over in Europe, these guys were slightly positive earlier. Uh, DAX up 57.3%, FTSE up 1, call that flat. CAC around up 22.3%, so they're still slightly positive. Over in Asia, Nikkei up 583, 1.6% is like the 33 year highs. China going absolutely the opposite direction. Hang Seng down 347, another 2 and a quarter percent, 14,961. It's under 15,000. I, I, I would never have guessed that. Never. 
Uh, Shanghai down 75. They're not under 2,800, 2,756. Again, another 2.8% there. Uh, those guys, I mean, that's, uh, you know, you don't want to be long over there, at least right now. Ouch. Uh, Bonds uh, down five basis points, 4.09. The Bund down five, 2.52. Japan down 2.65. We've got oil up slightly, 25 cents, 73.66. Brent up six cents, 78.62. Natural gas down 16, 235. I don't know, I'm almost thinking it'll buy somewhere along in there, uh, Greg. Our Bob uh, up a penny, 218. We have gold uh, down a buck 50 now, 2027. Just kind of really languishing, and now the, I won't even say the mid. Two, uh, 2000s, kind of the mid to low 2000s. Silver, this is a big move. Down 45 cents, that's 2%. 2224. Uh, that's more of a, uh, you know, industrial metal. That could be showing some recession signs with the silver going down. Copper down 2 cents, 376. Well, we've got crypto down 730 now, 40,946. U.S. dollar is virtually unchanged. It's uh, up a little bit against the euro with the euro down to 108.8. It's down a little bit against the pound. It's pound at 127.2. Matt, what do you got for us? Traffic other sports. Yeah, good morning. It's currently 7.35 a.m. on January 22nd, uh, 2024. Uh, inbound on the Dan Ryan out of the Jane Byrne at 34 minutes currently. That's for traffic. Uh, at least for weather in Chicago, 25 degrees currently with a high of 33. Mostly cloudy skies today. Uh, winter advisory effect uh, is in effect for this uh, evening. Starting at 9 p.m. tonight, going into tomorrow at 9 a.m. Uh, we're expected to accumulate up to a half inch of snow and sleet overnight. Uh, down in Phoenix, different story. Uh, 50 degrees currently with uh, mostly clear skies. A high of 61 uh, and cloudy skies for the rest of the day. Uh, yesterday in the NFL playoffs saw Buccaneers face off against Lions. Lions won 31 to 23. Uh, Chiefs played Bills and Chiefs won. Uh, that's 27 to 24. On Saturday, Texans lost to Ravens 10 to 34, and Packers knocked out against 49ers. That's 21 to 24. Uh, that's all I got, Chief. Back to you. Do we have Nancy? We do indeed. Nancy, yes, how are you? Do. Haven't Good seen well, you. How are you? All right, I haven't seen you in a while. I, I think you're uh, dissing me, but that's okay. You know, I'm just saying. Oh, I'm, I think you're dissing me, Tom. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> morning, Nancy. Welcome back. <laughs> Good morning, Jen. I know all these Mondays. Yeah, we've been, uh, no, no, we've got what? President's Day to look, look forward to in February. Yeah. They keep dumping the Monday crowd. I like the Monday crowd. So uh, you've, been, you've been listening in a little bit. What is, what's going on in the, in the retail residential market? We've got the mortgage rates down a little bit, even though the, the tenures ran up again in the last week, so that that probably has ended. Maybe they're going the other way. Prices hanging in there. Everybody, everybody keeping their hands in the boat. Nobody's rocking the boat. Nobody's rocking the boat. The hands are in the boat. Nobody's doing anything. But I was, I got a comment on um, Carter. Yeah. That was the. I think that was the focus. We had the um, uh, hostages at that point. Yep. And I think that. You know, it's it's just different now because I agree with Jen that that everybody is so beaten down that um, inflation is an issue to a point, but I don't think either one of them are necessarily going to solve it. So I, I don't know where this thing is going. Where where do you guys think it's going as far as an election goes? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it's a huge thing affecting the population and, and both sides are ignoring it because both are benefiting from it. It's like it's like they're in a different world than the population. I, I guess that's kind of my message. I never really get out straight and I don't really like that. I mean, there used to be, the I think the politicians were closer to the electorate. 
boy, this is just a. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I I can't believe the Democrats are going to run Biden again. I mean, uh, I just don't know how they're going to do that. Anybody who thinks that we were going to have a repeat of the last election, I I I, I would boy oh boy. Well, who, who's who is more who's more incompetent at this point? It's a toss up or what? That I can't say, but I'm just saying that you can see. I mean, just just in the clips that you see, um, you can see that Biden's you know failing and you would think that his wife would just step in and say honey it's time to just you know let's just exit gracefully right uh you would think i mean i read some and this is not you know one versus the other type of thing but it's I was, not it's I, just a common but i was reading some stuff observation. i was listening to this i don't know i got this thing of course it's online so what the who the hell knows in the last two weeks people just listening to trump's speech Forgetting names, not knowing this person, that person. He's almost as bad. Only he's louder. I, I won't say he oh. is as bad. I mean, I think Biden's worse. But, I, uh, I mean, he, people are sitting there with their head. You know, he, Then he came out the other night and said he, he's smarter than he was 25 years ago. Or he's quicker mentally. Really? I mean, I it, it, it's, a, it's a general degradation. And, and two guys that probably shouldn't have been in the first place. And one man. Well, we have a law that says you can't run if you're under 35, correct? There yeah. should be a law that says you can't run if you're over, you know, 80, but, but, 75. But, you know, there have been people that are 80 that are fine, you know. No, I understand, but it's just, this is just hard. I mean, because I I just think we could use some fresh blood. And, uh, I think DeSantis dropped out, did Yeah, he? yeah. Yes, why do you think... That if, if we were to name, I mean, I, I don't know these people, but I would say that if we spent some time, we got you know enough people on the show, or if we could probably name fifty people that we thought were quote competent for that job, I don't know that any of them are ever going to get close to it. That that's somewhat of a problem in my mind. Is it is it the job itself? Is it the constant you know battering up with a person? I mean, what what is it? I mean, why? Why? Why do we? Is it? Why does nobody want this job? Is it the campaign process? Is it the job itself? It's the. It's it the scrutiny you got to put you and your family through. I mean, do you really want your son and daughter having a, a secret service person with them every time they go to class? I mean, what, what? Do you think it has to be somebody who's who's not married, who doesn't have family no. to worry about? I mean, there's some something's wrong here. Where where what I consider to be. Some people, either the other total egomaniacs or something, are not the people that are there. And I mean, Jan, feel. I mean, this is not right or left. This is what seems to be the issue here. There, there is an issue. Is it family? Is it, is it the campaign process? Is it the vetting process? Is it the job itself? I mean, I don't know, but it sure seems like we got a lot of people propping people up for this job. I think there's a problem with the financing end of it in that. Um, the administrative state, meaning all of the the lobbyists and the regulators who have you know, put themselves in positions that survive every you know presidential administration and just become more and more entrenched, have all sorts of influence that we don't even know about when it comes to you know dark web financing of, of political campaigns, of trashing politicians that are saying the wrong things. So you you've got ways now of preventing somebody with grassroots support who, who people could get behind 
um, that they're never going to get any kind of real money. They're never going to get the kind of fundraising that you know, a politician would normally have access to because it's been decided by the state that sort of runs the government, which has nothing to do with the legislature or the executive branch, uh, that's going to decide these people are not going to be the ones that are going to be permitted to get any kind of a platform. And you'll see every newspaper or news organization fall in line depending on who's buttering their bread. And it, it used to be that there was, you know, Carter was kind of a grassroots candidate, if ever there was one, in that he he was a refreshing change from what people had gotten used to with, with the bureaucrats that had been running the show for so long. And I, I just don't see any anybody with that kind of background having a shot anymore. So I, I think it has to do with the way it's, it's been decided, the, the way campaigns are financed and how expensive they become. Unless you've got access to the courts who have always been running things, you don't have a chance of getting a national stage. Nance, what do you think? I, I think John is right. I mean, I think oh no, John's never John's never right. You can't agree with him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I do. I agree with what he's saying. I also think that um, people just don't want to get involved in. Um, that high profile of a position i mean what's in it for him anymore i mean uh in other words i guess what i'm trying to say is if you're in that high of a position right there's got to be all these compromises all the time all these deals made it could just go against people's moral codes well i i I agree i don't know i can't believe i'm saying this i agree with jan um just in, oh my God! Write this is write it down. Stay write it down. in history. But I don't, I don't, somebody somewhere. I mean, I, I think the example that was set with Elliot Spitzer. They basically tapped the guy's phone looking for bad stuff. I mean, somebody did. That was a political decision. They didn't want him in there. He could have been, you know, our generation's Roosevelt in the sense that he is probably the brightest guy that ever was close to the office. I mean, in terms of knowing where all the bones are buried. But you you look at what's going on here in the the medical world, and we talk about it, I mean, Carl's all over it all the time. You talk about what has gone on in that industry in the last 25 years. And earlier in the show, Nance, we talked about these, these drugs that are all over TV. They're all under patent. They're all charging an arm and a leg for the thing, and people are, are somehow paying them through insurance where they don't pay the, the full brunt of it. There's no question in my mind that someplace, somewhere, some person has to have basically the balls or ladies could do it too uh, somebody has to totally take apart that industry totally take it apart and, and, and I think a real lot of executives that, 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 think, that laugh at the antitrust laws and you know combinations and restricted training and things like that there, there needs to be a, a, a jail built for just those people that's how bad I think it is I don't see how anybody could possibly get two feet out their door with an agenda like that running for president or senator or someplace without you being cut off at the knees. Yep. yep. I, mean, I mean, John's right. I mean, but how, how, how can you be... The, the inmates are running the asylum, but without, without question. And I, I don't know how that, how that works today or how, how that goes back the other way because we're basically breaking the population for, for the needs of 100 people or uh, 50 companies. And I don't see and it's being rubbed into people's faces every yeah. night as they watch television. Yeah, absolutely being rubbed. So I don't, I don't see who, who could possibly, unless, and you sure as hell don't want that to happen. The only way you get a, a leader coming out differently 
is in one of, of crisis. Now, I, I would think the only way for something to happen, and, and Jen, you and I are probably, we're not, not going to do it, but uh, somebody needs to have, a, I think you almost have to do it the old-fashioned way, where somebody needs to write a column every week somewhere. Now, you'd never get it published, probably, uh, where they just talk about these issues in a way that makes sense to people. And, and I think you have to go back to counting on people to actually read and learn as they go. This is what we try and do on the show, basically, right? We try and yep. talk about the issues and, and tell people what they really are. I mean, it, we, we have people from both sides of the aisle. It's not like I'm trying to push anybody one, one way or the other. I'm just trying to find people at the end of every show to know more than they started with, to make their own decisions. Isn't that what we're supposed to be doing in this country, which nobody does anymore? Um, so I, I think that you know somewhere along the line, there needs to be somebody who's seen as a solution uh, to the problems. But right now, I don't know that people think that there's problems. I, I sense that these new insurance policies and these new drugs that are coming out, I sense that people are paying more and more of what of a bigger percentage on stuff. And I think a lot of the people that are dying this year, which appears to be way more than predicted, are because they're, they're, they can't go for treatment. Some of it, some of it might be the, uh, you know, the... Uh, COVID vaccinations are causing people to have some problems. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Hopefully not, but maybe. But I think it's people are pushing off treatment. I know people I've talked to have pushed it off. I'm supposed to go for this, man, but this mammogram is now two grand. I got to wait six months. Whoa, 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 on that. I mean, uh, are you sensing that uh, that, pe- that people that have some of these policies and answer are actually not going? I'm seeing it all over the place. Oh yeah, yeah. I just think Let's there's a lot. Of, go ahead, Nance. Yeah, I think there's a lot of apathy out there. Just people. Uh, well, people are just having a hard time. I mean, it, it, it's so difficult right now. I mean, when you look at the migrant crisis, right? Um, we're letting, there, there's no place for these people to go. There was no plan. They're just letting them in and then there's no plan and we look like idiots. And we tend to do this now with almost like every subject. Across the board, we look like we look like idiots. Well, we elect idiots, and when they perform like idiots, why are we shocked? Oh, that's a good question, John. You got an answer to that one? I yeah. I, 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 one example I bring up, Tom, and I've always wondered what what the heck was going on in this in this example. But when Mario Cuomo, remember Mario Cuomo, yeah. governor of yeah. New York, was the keynote right. speaker at the nineteen eighty four Democratic convention. He absolutely electrified the place. It was one of the most stunning political speeches I think I had ever seen in real time. And I thought this guy is a complete master of this crowd tonight. And he, he, you know, the, it was going to be Mondale and Ferraro on the ticket. But I thought, well, Cuomo's going to be the guy in '88, and he'd probably be president in '88, and probably maybe in '92 as well, because he seemed to have everything that you would need. You know, to kind of get everybody mobilized in a, in a, just a speech and just it, the the poise and the the color of his language, everything else, it all just fell into place. And in the past, this would have been enough to propel you into a presidential campaign or a series of presidential campaigns. Just that performance, and he completely fizzled. He never went anywhere. And maybe the same thing happened with his son Andrew Cuomo, with his fall from grace. But it's, at some point, I think somebody knew something, you know, that this was never going to happen, 
And Cuomo could, he seemed to have enough of an organization where he could have had the nomination in 88 had he wanted it, if nothing ever happened. So it always makes me think that there was, you know, some decision made somewhere that he, you know, cooperated with, and maybe he never had a shot at it anyway, but the appearances were all to the contrary. And I think that may have been the high watermark of somebody who actually could speak to a huge crowd and make complete sense to a national television audience and get a, an organization put together practically overnight just on the power of his rhetoric. And that completely bombed. I think, so th- I, I think I, there is, Janet, really, you, you Republican dudes refer to the, the deep state as being this uh, group of, of liberals. I think you're right on the deep state part. I don't think the people, the people who are doing it want it. They don't care about being liberals or. or, 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 oh, or it, 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 I think they just want money. You you look at you know every government organization and the ones that have just you know immunized themselves against political you know winds you know that to drive in either direction, whether it's you know OSHA or the you know the, the EPA. All of these organizations have just become just you know many governments that have zero affiliation you know with any kind of viewpoint other than their own survival and their own budget building and their own control over people who have to do what what they're told to do by these people and nobody elected any of them and they survive no matter who's in the white house no matter who's got control of the senate or the house or who the supreme court is doesn't doesn't make any difference anymore these 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 have superpowers that, that you know, unless you cancel them out, like the Department of Education, just get rid of the damn thing. You, you could, we couldn't be in any worse shape with our well, schools if we had no Department of Education than the one we've got. But, but there's no way this is ever going to, I think, happen because it would expose just how completely you know bamboozled everybody has been for years. Well, the uh, uh, Nance, I have to ask you, why weren't you in Davos last week? Why, the, why wasn't I where? In Davos, as part of the World Economic Forum, was one of the movers and shakers of the world. I, I don't know. No one ever asked me to go. No and, one ever asked me my opinion. Well, if if they would have invited your ass, you would have to come up with fifty-two grand to join and nineteen for the ticket. So it'd be up to. Plus, you'd have to go get a Gulfstream to fly in. You couldn't if you flew in commercially. We wouldn't, wouldn't want you. I don't know. Maybe Taylor Swift would let me borrow her plane. I don't know. You know what? She would. You guys are. You know. You ladies stick together. It's, you know. So. Well, she's not using it. She's at a football game. It, well, but she has to go from place to place, so with well, the planes. So. She, you know, I bet they'd welcome her in the place without a ticket. Maybe, well, maybe not. These guys. Anyway, last week, the the somebody ran around and basically said, "What are you, are you guys okay with a Trump presidency?" And they basically mm-hmm. said, "If he gets in, you know, all will be fine." What they're really saying is, "They'll be fine." <laughs> <laughs> they'll be, yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll be, be fine. fine. The, 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 no matter what people may think of, if Trump is a rabble rouser, he'll do no better than he did the last time when he didn't rabble rouse anything that, of any consequence. He didn't do anything with the medical group. He didn't do anything with the antitrust. Didn't do anything with any of that stuff. And I, by the way, it's it's not like I that would be so hard to do. It's not like I'm really criticizing. I'm just saying he didn't, and and they're convinced he won't. They're safe again. With him in office, just like they're safe with Biden or anybody else, because like Jan says, anybody who might be a little bit of a rebel, uh, you know, is, has been pushed out of the way. Is that going to go on forever, or, or do we get our own revolution here, or what are we going to do? Are we going to turn into? I, I, I don't really want a revolution here, but uh, something's weird. Something. The, I don't. The I don't, only, the only, you know, kind of silver lining, Tom, 
is in the event of a second, you know, Trump administration, if it doesn't start with a call to impeach him on inauguration day, which it did in 2017, and endless fake, you know, accusations and pursuit of, of nincompoopery, and, and you know, two two impeachments that were a total distraction for any would be for any administration. If it, if you're a whole you know, purpose in being there was simply to survive the attacks on you for absolutely no reason. Nobody would ever have any kind of a legacy to pass on. And maybe a second Trump administration might not have quite as many of those distractions because I think Trump is a lot got a lot thicker skin now, and people know a lot more. Well, about plus, he, plus he's in the court. He's in the that. court all over the place. They don't have to do it. I mean, yeah. Somebody, somebody said to me the other night over an adult beverage. I don't know if this is a uh, this is absolutely true, but. It, the guy says, okay, we got one guy dying to get back in office so he can get out of the courts and everybody after him and all the, the chicanery he did. We got another guy dying to get back in to keep himself out of the courts. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty true, isn't it? Well, it shows how crooked the courts are. Well, yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> it, it, that's another. So, Nance, uh, we haven't talked at all about real estate. The, we had the, the rates drop a little bit, but now the, the 10-year rate's scooting back up, so... Where'd they get down to six and a half? And are they going back up, or are they staying at six and a half? Oh, if the ten year goes up, they're going to go up. I mean, it it just fluctuates every day, like everything else. So, Audrey um, was saying yesterday uh, that she has she has a I don't I mean I don't pay attention to the people are or whatever, but she was saying she has a, a group of buyers that have been trying to buy a place now for three or four years and 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 almost bought a place. Uh, I'm going to say three years ago. That's how long they've been looking. Maybe four years ago. And she has the, now they're looking at the exact same house, and the rates were what three and a half, and the house was uh, four, and now the house is five, and the rates are like seven. <laughs> now they're going to buy it. I'm like, I go, really? How boy, oh boy. Maybe, maybe the place they live is appreciated more than where they can afford it. I'm guessing that's probably the. But God, Nance, the the cost. Per month, and that check is dramatically higher than four years ago, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, of, of course it is. I, I, you know, I think people are doing the best they can do. Most everybody's mostly everyone is staying put. Um, you know, people are using their credit cards like crazy. So, and I mean, I use my credit card too, but paying it off at the end of the month is the goal, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Um, I mean, but. I, I would say the average credit card balance probably today is on any card is probably ten grand, and when you get that high, it's very difficult to pay it off. Between the you know because the interest takes so much of it. What so, the, um, what are you uh, what are you what are you finding in uh, in terms of the insurance is up, the taxes not so much up the last four years have they been or have they? certain areas I don't know your real estate taxes are up I mean I, it's a no sum game I mean you hear people say oh I'm going to go to Indiana I'm going to go to Indiana but Indiana uh, Illinois doesn't tax on your uh, social security they don't tax on your retirement they don't tax on the money you pull out of your IRA um, Indiana does it's 3% wow. and then there's a county tax and a state tax I mean there's a, uh, a city and a county tax beyond that so you know, yeah, their taxes might be cheaper on their real estate, but they're not thinking about, you know, where 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 is it hidden, right? 
it's a no sum game by the time you're done you're, you're paying the same amount out whether you're in Indiana or Illinois so I just shake my head like oh my god this just makes well, if no you're taking, sense if you have to drive in on the skyway that's 100 hours a week it has I, I heard that one up too so well, I mean, you gotta pay the little piece of the Indiana toll road there too the yeah, skyway is over $7 each way yeah, it's it's just that's what I'm saying. It's a no sum game. It's a no sum game, and people just don't realize it. What uh, we've heard, I don't think too many around here. I've really watched the uh, giant of you've been looking at this, but the last couple of weeks there's been layoffs all over the place, countrywide. Oh yeah. I don't think too many of them are in the Chicago area. At least I hope not. And uh, I don't think many of them are in in your area. How many? The prices are hanging up there. I mean, obviously, you know, Audrey tells me that all the time. You tell me that all the time, Nance. How many layoffs, say, in the Orland, Tinley, you name it, area, you know, put a, put a, you know, a, a four-mile loop around your or Audrey's house, how many layoffs can the area sustain before people have to start moving and, and just cause all a big mess? Well... Two percent of the population, five, ten... I have no idea. I know the carpenters are laid off. I know um, Iron Union laid off. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're getting into more. You know, it's just starting now. There's, people aren't talking about it, but it's just starting. So, when you say, um, in, in your earlier segment, when you, you guys were talking about the, um, uh, why aren't people doing anything about inflation? Now, if people keep getting laid off, you're going to see it going nuts. Because we we didn't have any we don't have any place for the homeless to, the the vets there's no place to go for them um, then we have homeless there's no place to go for them now you brought all these migrants in we have no place for those people to go and now you're going to start seeing your own you know U.S. citizens being laid off it's it's going to get really ugly well I just hope it, I just hope it doesn't but well. Uh, I mean, it just it just might though, Nance. Hopefully, I'll see you soon. SP Futures up fifteen, good stuff. So you you're not saying that there's like a hundred different mortgages everybody gave out the last week, huh? No, uh, no, no, sir. That's not happening. All right. Well, hopefully soon. Uh, the uh, S&P down f- up fifteen. Sorry, as they got paid through down a little bit from when we came in, but still pretty, still doing pretty good. We're trying to extend gains. We're at an all-time higher in the S&P. We played the song earlier. Rita Coolidge, you remember that one, Nance? That's right. Sure do. Yeah, yeah. We'll be right back. We'll be right back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. Securities and futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. Hey guys. What's up, G? Wanna go to Chachki's? Get some coffee? Oh, 
a little early. I, mean. I gotta get out of here. I think I'm gonna lose it. Uh-oh. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. 